iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl. And Butch Vig. And you're listening to our iTunes Mix. All right, um, Butch. All right, first up is a track that I know I played to you like crazy when we were working on the new Foos record. What is it? It's by Leaky Lee, Swedish artist. Oh, yeah. Get some, and I love the song because it reminds me of uh, Bow Wow Wow's Ah, well, Candy's got that sort of, new, and her new spin on a Bo Diddley beat. It's an amazing song. I think she's just amazing because she blends electronica with hip-hop beats and, and pop savvy and guitars and What's stuff. What's her, and, is she in a band or is it just? You know, I think it's just her. I, I mean, I, on tour I've seen her play with some musicians, but I think she does all the programming and singing and everything, and it's she's badass. Really Leaky cool. Lee sounds like it would be a good name for an old like blues guitarist or something. Some you know, someone that has a hard time. <laughs> yeah, it does. She, she, she's she's badass though. And there's a new. Uh, I just saw a new video, she put out called Untitled, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's just there's no. It's just music. There's no uh, lyrics in it. But she, I think she did it all herself too. It's really cool. Wow. Should check it out. Well, for my first song, I picked um, Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. <laughs> Love it. And know it well. That was, honestly, it was my first favorite song. When I was a kid, uh, my mom always had the AM radio on in the car. And um, in the 70s, we would listen to stuff like Phoebe Snow and Helen Reddy and Carly Simon and and Jerry Rafferty and like real AM gold kind of stuff, you know. And we didn't have a record player. My mom was a was a public school teacher and we didn't have any money. So we didn't have a record player in the house. But what she would do is she would take, she'd go to school and on Fridays she would bring the public school uh, record player, you know, those kinds that you would like open up and it oh, just, yeah. just smelled yeah. dusty and musty. and crusty. She would bring it home for the weekend and we would go to the store and buy one record and listen to it all weekend. <laughs> and then she'd take the record player back to the school. And so we went to the drugstore and they had one of those KTEL compilation albums. Oh, yeah. KTEL was a big thing back then. And on the record, there was Casey and the Sunshine Band and, and Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group was on there. And it's just one of the, it's the most classic riff of all time like and it's an instrumental too there's no vocals you know so i think i was maybe like i don't know six or seven years old and hearing that i thought oh my god i want to be a musician i want to play guitar i want to i had no idea it was all keyboards and stuff i just thought like this rocks and what i'd heard of like am gold and and really soft, pretty music just went right out the window, and I went <laughs> straight for any hard rock stuff I could find. Did you ever put headphones on and play along with it? Because there's some badass drum fills in it. Oh, oh yeah, there's that whole solo section. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually wound up talking to him on the phone once. 
um, about recording. We never did, but yeah. So that's kind of the, my musical foundation is Frankenstein <laughs> by Edgar Winter Group. Right on. I don't know how many people know that, but <laughs> it's true. Did you did you ever see him play or anything like no, that? No, uh-uh. uh, you know I think I did on that on uh, what was that TV show? My parents used to watch Don Kirshner's Rocks or rock or rock concert or whatever yeah, yeah. like Saturday nights at, at midnight or ten o'clock or something. And I think I saw him on there when I was really Wasn't that young. Awesome he was a freaky back in looking the day guy when it, they used to have on TV on Friday and Saturday like the Friday night videos thing yeah. and the Don Kirshner's Rock Circus where you'd actually get. On network TV, live rock stuff. Yeah. Those are the days. Yeah, man. I used to tape that on my Betamax, yo. <laughs> Bam! Next is another track I probably played for you. We're working on the records by Best Coast. Uh, I wanna be a boyfriend. I wish she was my boyfriend. Yeah. Love that band. It's a. Uh, I love. Uh, I think there's a singer's name Beth in it, and uh, I I just love the way the vocal sound it has a kind of a Phil Spector thing, but it's got a little bit of an indie quality. The the production is is uh, is kind of minimal sounding, but. They pile on the reverb. It's just—it's like an instant summer classic pop tune. And mm-hmm. I think it's an amazing song. You're very much a pop person. Uh, I'm a—I'm a pop geek, man. I, I mean, I—I'm a sucker for. You are too, though. I mean, I here, love the pop. here's a guy who's like played Jerry Rafferty's so- songs over and over in the, in the studio. I do. It's true. <laughs> well, that was the, one of the. I mean, you know, when Nirvana Baker Street, Baker Street, yeah. yeah. When Nirvana made, the record Nevermind in 1991, we did it with Butch, and. One of the things about Butch was that he could take a band like Nirvana that sounded like, you know, a chainsaw factory in a garage. He could he could somehow get us to make a record like Nevermind, you know, and even if it's as simple as setting up the mics and somehow getting the best of us out of us, he managed to do it and like in Nirvana we love noise and we love punk rock and you know we could be the noisiest band on the planet but we also loved ABBA you know and we loved uh we loved pop you know just real pop whether it was like Motown pop or or Michael Jackson pop or whatever you know and but with the Foo Fighters working with Butch you know Butch and I could have the tendency to get like too sweet and too pop if we don't watch out because the two of us together it's like two lumps instead of one yeah you know? yeah there were there were a lot of times i was trying to get more harmonies in this part more more vocal harmonies and dave was pretty good like i mean let's just put them in the last course and that's it yeah but uh yeah butch is a pop guy oh, actually we had this theory 
Taylor and I, when we were on our morning bike ride, we had this theory about why you're so good at at making bands focus on uh, the song and the sound and making it kind of clear and cohesive and getting the core of the song because you spent all those years recording those punk rock bands <laughs> that you had to learn all those tricks just to make them just sound good. Just to make good. them sound happy. It's true. It's true. I, but I think that's why I got a lot of work. That's why Sub Pop called to work with Nirvana. Yeah. So I'm a pop geek, but you are too. I totally am. I'm, I have no problem saying that that Britney Spears toxic song was one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I wish she was my song I picked is Blackbird by the Beatles. I just think it's one of the greatest songs of all time. And it's such a simple melody, but damn, that guitar part is... is uh, It's genius. It's wicked. It really is genius. And you know who showed it to me? Pat Smear. <laughs> Our well, guitar the, player, Pat the Smear. Least, the, the person you think would least have any idea Pat how to Smear play that the song. the germs. Yeah. You know? who's never done a guitar solo in his entire life in public. See, I think he goes home and he shreds. <laughs> I think he's one of the best guitar players, but he wants you to think he just goes... Well, he showed me how to play Blackbird. And um, and honestly, like if, if I'm ever sitting down with an acoustic guitar, it's one of the first things I do. It's just soothing. And, and um, Paul McCartney, I really consider Paul McCartney to be... Uh, one of the most important people in the world, you know? We've, we made friends over the last couple of years. He's a great guy. And when, when you're in his presence, you feel like you're, you know, just with a great guy. Yeah. And, uh, and there was one night where we were at dinner and I just thought, you know, there's not one person on this planet, not the president, not the pope, who I would rather be sitting down and having dinner with. And to me, um, yeah, he's, 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 he's the, the guy. real deal, man. He's the dude. So got to play Blackbird. Cool. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free
All right, next up, I got a new track, Girls with Accents by Fences, which I just heard uh, uh, like a week or so. What's it ago. called? Um, it's by Fences called Girls with Accents. But uh, I, I heard it, I didn't know who it was on the radio, and it sounded, it's got, it's got a bit of an indie rock feel, and I found out it's just an indi- individual guy. His name is uh, Chris Mansfield, and I think Tegan and Sarah met him somewhere and invited him to go record in their studio. Mm. Um, but it's cool. It's it's kind of indie rock signing, and it ha- it reminds me a little bit of Wilco that that kind of vibe mm. to it. And uh, it's it's cool. I, the, the lyrics are they're, they're cool. It's just got a cool vibe, and uh, it's sort of one of my current favorite songs I've been rocking in my car a lot lately. It's good. There you go. I guess I got just what I wanted. All I wanted was a glance When you pass me in the hallways On the way to your next class The third song I picked is from Ace Frehley's solo record. Now Ace Frehley from KISS, the lead guitarist of KISS, uh, was always my favorite guy in Kiss. You know, when they, at one point, I don't remember what year, but they each released the solo records and then had their face on the cover of each one, you know. <clears throat> and Ace's solo record was awesome. It was so great. Songs like Snowblind, because all the songs were about New York and cocaine, basically. It was just <laughs> all about like getting drunk in New York City and doing a bunch of blow. And Oh, I don't even know. This song is called Ozone. I don't even know what it's about. I think it's about like some space drug because he was from out of space or whatever his deal was. But um, but I love the song so much that I covered it by myself back. I think it was even before Foo Fighters began. Uh, my friend Barrett Jones from Seattle. He was actually a friend of mine from Washington, D.C., but he moved out to Seattle. We lived with each other as Nirvana started getting popular. He actually came down when we were recording Nevermind. And... Um, but he was he was the guy that recorded all our neighborhood bands when we were kids. So I met him when I was about fourteen in my first punk rock band. And when he moved in with me, he had an he had an eight track machine, eight track recorder, you know. And um, and that's how I started recording stuff by myself. Like I realized, like, oh wait, I I could play all the instruments if I do the drums first, and then go back over the drums with a bass and then go back over the bass with guitars. and vo- So that's how I wrote all of the early Foo Fighters songs. I never played them for anybody because I, th- I hated my voice and I thought I was an idiot. And so, but, um, but I love this song Ozone so much that I recorded it by myself once. And, uh, do you still, you have the tape somewhere? Or? Yeah, we really, it was like a B side oh, or wow. something like wow. that. We put it on something, but Ace's version is of course, most superior to my <laughs> basement eight track version. But um Ozone by Ace Freely.
Okay. Next song. All right, next song. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, here's a track by uh, The Limousines, another fairly new song, at least for me. I, I just You're so hip, Butch. Uh, Come no. on. What the? Well, I didn't I didn't know what playlist Look to make me, this morning. Look at me. I'm playing the Kiss so. and Edgar Winter. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just look, I looked in, in my... Uh, in my Mac, and I went, okay, I'm going to look at stuff that I've been playing a lot lately, so that's what I chose. Good so, on you, dude. Uh, I love this band, though. The the, the lyrics are, um, I think they had a song out last year called uh, We Are Very Busy People or something, which I which I liked, but the lyrics are great in this. You'll hear it here when we play in a second. Um, it's got a line, uh, they say that drum machine ain't got no soul. Hey, you hear rock and roll is dead like a zombie. It gets up and walks again or whatever. It's just got some really cool, cool. clever, and, and, the, and the, the kick is the, you know, the internet killed the video star, which is, so there's obviously a little spin on that old Buggle song. But, Where are you know, they from? Um, you know, I don't know. Hmm. I think they're signed to Danger Bird, but, um, hmm. it, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like the new generation spin on uh, when the... Internet killed the radio star. It's a really, it's a cool, clever pop song. I dig it. Wow, I can't wait to hear it. All right, let's play it right now. My next song is by this band called Devo. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, a lot of the music that I that I grew up listening to, um, I I heard from relatives or I have an older sister, so um, like I have I have a cousin who lives in Chicago, and he gave me Rush's Twenty One Twelve when I was a kid and I brought it home just like, whoa, this is unbelievable. I'm not gonna tell anyone that I have this or like this because they're wearing white kimonos and the guy sounds like, but I love it, you know? And then uh, I have a, a cousin who had um, a Devo record. And this was kind of, this and the next song that I'm gonna pick are sort of my first introduction to punk rock because really, I mean, my list that I'm going down here. This is in chronological order of records that I was I've been obsessed with in my life. That's, that's you're, you're, starts, you're organized. That's good. It starts with with Edgar Winter, and then I became a Beatles freak, and then I was into Kiss, and then once I discovered Devo, I kind of took the Kiss poster down and just wanted to get weird, you know. And Uncontrollable Urge is one of the best, like punk pop songs of all time and you listen to Devo and you know you hear that they're kind of trying to be quirky and weird but underneath that they wrote songs like the kinks or something you know like their songs were like Buddy Holly songs they were three minutes long and verse chorus verse chorus verse and whatever they were just like these fast tight amazing pop songs but outside of like the aesthetic and imagery um Uncontrollable urge is like lyrically, it's one of the greatest like love crush songs of all time. 
sung by dudes with like plant pots on their heads. You know what I mean, <laughs> I was so in the Devo. I was really our bass player Nate has a Devo tattoo. Nerd uh, I was in a Devo too, man. They they wrote these great subversive pop songs, and the sound of their records were so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, well, didn't they? I mean, didn't they trigger their drums with like paper clips and weird? Yeah, I they? mean, it was so they all just they had such an unusual sound and the way they sang and I mean the videos they made were groundbreaking too. Where they have all this weird sort of jerky movements and yeah. they, they had these costumes and stuff and they you know how they 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 had this aesthetic that they stuck to mm-hmm. you know and uh, it, it, yeah they they made some groundbreaking records back then. Did you know that their bass player made the first Foo Fighters video? Really? Yeah, Jerry. Jerry Casale. Yeah, right? yeah. He um when the Foo Fighters first released the first record, we we were like, Yes, we're not gonna make videos. I don't wanna make any videos. That's some corporate sellout. And then someone said so we released the first single and there's no video. And then someone said, Okay, well, are you gonna make a video for the next single? And we thought, Well, we didn't really know many videos that we thought were cool looking or liked. Um Except Devo used to make their own like short films, and they'd make their own videos, and they were just nuts, you know. Yeah. And um, so we called Jerry, and he made our first video. And I remember we did it in the summertime in this warehouse. It was like 110 degrees in there, and we're all just sweating like crazy. And there's Jerry, and he's got this. He's got a, he's got a, a, a three piece suit on. Because he's the director, so he was, <laughs> and also in Devo, so he's just being really weird. And he had this smiley face tie on. And we're all drenched in sweat. And he hasn't sweat one drop. And I remember saying to him, what? How? Why are you not? You're in a suit. Why are you not sweating? And he was like, it's mind control, man. And I was just like, wow, well, whatever, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I love Devo. They're great. Uncontrollable Urge by Devo. is a track Dave you know this one hmm. Skull Crushing Beats with Cheerleader Chance Dude. you know who it is we're talking about exactly Sleigh Bells come on give me some love for Sleigh Bells we, we, I love the Sleigh we, Bells we played their tracks quite a bit and we were listening to stuff when we were working on the Foos record and I love the production on the album and, and just the the, the, the guitars don't sound like guitars oh. they just go it's got the coolest feel to them and, and I, I swear to God it's like the loudest it record is. I've heard Good job, Em. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't. I actually haven't seen him live yet, but I've I've seen a couple of clips on uh, on the internet and stuff. Yeah. I think they look badass. I want to go check him at a show. But um, well, when I'm in my car, it doesn't matter if it's like a Bob Marley song or a Slayer song. I crank that up, <laughs> and when I hear the Slay Bells record, it's like they already cranked it up yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll turn it down one notch on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's blast let's blast some Slay Bells. 
All right, my next song is Dance This Mess Around by the B-52s. Now, I think it, it was probably seeing the B-52s on Saturday Night Live that honestly changed my life forever because I had never seen anything like that. And, you know, when Rock Lobster was hitting, they were like quirky and surfy and punky and whatever. You know, growing up in Virginia, or I'm sure any other small town, most former punk rock people have this story that wherever you'd go, if you had a funny haircut or a punk rock t-shirt, people would just look at you and say like, Devo, because <laughs> Devo meant, it just meant punk rock yeah, to most yeah. people. And um, so I get that yelled at me all the time. But seeing the B-52s, I don't know, I don't know what it was about it that I just totally connected with. Because when I was a kid, in Springfield, Virginia, all, I mean, I had all my neighborhood friends. We all grew up with each other. My mom taught at the high school down the street. My elementary school was right across the street. And it was real, like, kind of small town. But um, but I never really felt like everybody else, you know? Like, I don't know why. I, I did a lot of the same things as other kids did. And I wasn't unhappy, really. I had a great childhood, I think. But I just never really felt the same and so when I would see something that was that was different I would immediately connect with it because I didn't I didn't want to be like everybody else I wanted to be different you know and I wanted people to think I was different because I felt different so things like certain movies or certain songs or certain bands you'd get into them and you'd like wear it like a badge you know um I was I was on the phone with Jim Jarmusch yesterday, my favorite director in the world of all time. He's just my favorite director. He's so great. And I told him, I said, you know, whenever anybody asks me what my favorite movie is, I always say one of yours, either Down by Law or Dead Man or whatever, because I feel like the way he makes films kind of represents me as a person. So if I say that, people will think, oh, Dave's like that. And when I saw the B-52s for the first time, that's exactly how I felt. Like, wow, if I say I like the B-52s, then they're going to think what I hope they think of me, you know? Yeah. And um, Dance This Mess Around is such a great song because it has um, Kate and sing Cindy singing. Although I think it might be Cindy singing most of it. I'm not entirely sure. And Fred. Hey, at one point, remember we contemplated getting Fred in to sing guest vocals on one of the new Foos tracks, yeah. too. For, honestly, Fred Schneider is one of my favorite front men of all time. <laughs> it's funny because now my daughter, Violet, who's five, is obsessed with this live B-52's Rock Lobster version from when the <laughs> single came out. They're all skinny and doing the frugin, and it's great. But yeah, B-52's, one of the greatest American rock bands of all time.
Okay, my next song is by Black Flag. Probably um, one of the most famous American hardcore punk rock bands. Um, they were just great. They were a great live band. They made great records. And anyone that ever got a chance to see them will probably agree. And they had so many different lineups. They had, I don't even know. There's a family tree that someone made online of Black Flag. There's like 75 people involved. <laughs> like different bass players, different drummers, different singers. And um, But the the album Damage, the, the LP Damage, which was um, probably 81 or 82, I guess. There's a song on there called Room 13. And um, to me, it's just, it's one of the greatest punk rock songs of all time. And Henry Rollins, the vocalist, actually came from Washington, D.C. and was sort of involved in the hardcore scene that I grew up in. Although I was, he was, he moved out before I really got involved with it. Um, just had that great, he's just got such a great voice, man. I mean, he's like a drill sergeant, you know? And the rhythm section, Robo, the drummer. See, I learned how to play drums from listening, not to like Rush records, really. I learned from listening to Black Flag records wow. and Minor Threat records and Bad Brains records and Dead Kennedys records and DRI records and COC records and all these punk rock bands. Like, I never took lessons. I didn't even have a drum set. I set up pillows. I had this weird blue chair that was made out of like, like padding or something. And then this this captain's bed, which had little. Uh, drawers underneath it you know <laughs> and i and my mom would bring that record player home from school and i'd put a punk rock record on and i had a pair of drumsticks but they were my friend jimmy's drumsticks and they were marching sticks they were like baseball bats dude they were so <laughs> and i would play along on pillows i set up a pillow like a snare i used the bed as my toms and i used that weird blue thing as my hi-hat wow well, that'll build there. up some wrist power when you hit a pillow that's why when i <laughs> started playing rebound. a real drum set like because I didn't learn how to go. I was just like wham, 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 and um, so a lot of these. So drummers, for all you kids, you want to learn how to hit practice with pillows. That's yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> go get the thickest sticks you can, a black flag record, and play on pillows. You'll be super famous. Uh, but yeah, I mean, black flag to me. I I mean, I wish people could see this, but. When I was 12 years old, I tried giving myself a black flag tattoo with a needle and some ink. That was my first tattoo. It hurt so bad I didn't even finish it. <laughs> I got three of the four bars. <laughs> I couldn't even get the whole logo. And I, I, I saw Henry Rollins over the summer at this 930 Club thing in Washington, D.C. And uh, I showed it to him. Like, see what your music does to kids, man? <laughs> Good going, Henry. So this is Room 13 by Black Flag. Keep me alive Only you can do it Thought you'll die too And I'll see to it It's hard to survive Don't know if I can do it Keep me alive I can't accept my fate I need help For it's too late It's hard to survive Don't know if I can do it I need I need to hang on I need, need Keep me alive Cause I must obey Can't turn my eyes in the past 
Well, after that, we're going to wind her down here just a little bit. Um, here's a track by possibly my favorite band, or my favorite album of the year by The National. Um, this is a track called Lemon World. Um, and I'm not sure why. This song is very quiet, and and uh, it's sort of almost... Uh, the, the vibe of the song almost... I, I can sort of see this uh, suburban alienation or something. But... Uh, I keep listening to the song over and over, and I find it, even though it's a bummer, it makes me kind of happy to listen to in the car. It has this sort of quietly anthemic chorus that almost seems hopeful despite the lyrics. And um, so I put it on, and it makes me feel good. And I've been listening to that a lot in my car. And I think you probably heard some of the national stuff. It's Again, I think I played a little bit at the studio when we were working on the record. And, and uh, this is my favorite track on their, on their new record. Nate Lemon. is a real big fan of the national Cool. Yeah, this is Lemon World. You and your sister live in a lemon world. I wanna sit in and die. You and your sister live in a lemon world. You and your sister live in a lemon world. I wanna sit in and die. You and your sister live in a lemon world. This pricey stuff makes me dizzy I guess I've always been a delicate man It takes me a day to remember a day Okay, this next song is from a band called Deantward and um, it's probably what we listened to the most in the making of the new Foo Fighters record. We, we, we came obsessed. We became, totally became yeah. obsessed. Well, I think it was when we were in pre-production when we started talking about it. Man, have you heard Deantward? Oh, I'm obsessed with Deantward. Me too. And here's the video. And we were watching the Enter the Ninja video or whatever, the Zeph side. Or, and, um, and then while we were making the record, the, the Deantward record came out. And then they played L.A. And we were so obsessed. I got so psyched up for that damn show. I listened to the record every day five times a day and then we went to go see him play it was like the greatest night of my life got to meet yolandi <laughs> go downstairs and yolandi uh is down there and you know there's such a buzz about this band and, and they definitely have a vibe like no one else has you know if if you know anything about them you know what i'm talking about if you don't then you'd understand if you did. And and I was downstairs and and I go up to her and I have my phone. And I'm like, excuse me, is there any way I can get a picture taken with you? And she's like, yeah. And so I go, bam, and I take a picture. And, my, and I walk over to my friends like, I got a picture with Yolandi. And then I look at it and it's like my thumb or something. It's I totally blew it. And I walk back to her. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Is there any way I could get another picture with you? And she goes, didn't I just take a picture with you? <laughs> And I go, yeah, I'm really sorry. I just, it was my thumb. She's like, all right, come on, let's do it. And I went, bam, and took the picture. And she gave me the full on, like, she's got a beer in her hand. She's flipping off the camera. <laughs> God, she's like the love of my life. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't really remember the rest of the night. But I know I had fun. <laughs> it was great. Uh, so, yeah, this song is called In Your Face. The in first face. song 
off of D'Antward's new album. Check it out. Here is something you can't understand. How I could just flip the fight and script and fuck the cons. That I run up the cons. It's fucking competition, some more of what we're on. But yes, it's a divide, a sea. It's a happy now and then you'll see my taxi for Palassi. A clone born and I used to go to Sahara. My blood. Money, what do you know? What is all the fuff here? We must bless it to take away their soft taste from. Who was it? It's a little person in the first place, John. I'm going to end on a nice mellow vibe here. I want to play a track by uh, the XX Crystallized. Um, just absolutely also fell in love with that record last year, and I can't stop playing it in the car. Like You know, when I would listen to it, we'd finish up your studio, and I would, after listening to blazing guitars all day, I would hop in the car and drive back to my house, and I'd, I also want to put something on super mellow to just to drive and clear my head out, and I played that a lot. And this track in particular, I think... Um, there's just something about the interplay between the singing and, and when they finally kick in in this groove, it just it's so subtle, but it's it, it kind of makes you bob and sway a little bit. It, but it never overpowers the 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 sort of uh, ethereal, lovely quality of their singing. And uh, and and I, she's a star. I mean, I just absolutely love her voice. But so I, I listen to this track pretty much every night when I left uh, the garage in Encino, really? heading back to Silver Lake. Yep. Wow. This is uh, the XX crystallized. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, kind of a schizophrenic playlist we came up with, but hey, you know, it's it's whatever we're feeling. And, Maybe uh, you and I should go on the road and like DJ stuff together. <laughs> Do weddings. Right on. Go play Black Flag and Edgar Winter at someone's yeah, wedding. Yeah, that's cool. Bar mitzvahs. Yeah. I think we make a good team. Yeah. I think maybe all of these things together equal the new Foo Fighters record. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you when you get the new Foo's record, listen carefully to all these songs. You'll hear all those influences are the That's song right. of what the new Foo Fighters. A little record bit of Ace Freely, a little bit of B 52s Little Enter the Ninja. Little Ninja. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you down the road. iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. 